Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California, and today I want to talk to you about casting YouTubers in your movie. Now, I'm going to start this off with a question. Do you know what the biggest challenge filmmakers face is? Does that even make sense? Do you know what the biggest challenge filmmakers face is? Huh, let me rephrase that. What's your biggest challenge as a filmmaker? I want you to go ahead and take your best guess, and I'm going to go ahead and wait for you. Okay, so here's a hint. It has nothing to do with having the best camera gear. It has nothing to do with hiring the right crew. It has nothing to do with having a great script, and it has nothing to do with making a great movie. Now, I'm assuming that you're going to do all these things anyway. You want the best people. You want to work with the best people. You want to work with the best screenplay. You want to make the best movie. So all of that stuff is a given, right? And I'm not even talking about it. What I'm talking about with you is the biggest challenge, which happens to be finding an audience of people who actually care enough about your work so that they'll sit through your entire movie. And that's all there is to it. Your audience is your business. Without an audience, you absolutely have no business, period. And by the way, this is coming from a guy, for those of you just getting to know me, I've been working in film distribution um, for the greater portion of my career. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. And I want to be completely transparent with you. There are a ton of incredibly crappy movies that are being made each year. And that number is only going to increase as time goes on. A lot of people are making what are referred to as backyard indies. Backyard indies. And all of these backyard indies, even though they're like crappy, they're still competing for eyeballs. And let me just rephrase that. Some of the movies are downright terrible. And I know that you know this. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. And even my mom knows it. Um, no joke. She doesn't watch bad movies. So anyway, um, I was talking to you about uh, a previous position I had at a company called Chill. We were funded in part by William Morris Endeavor. And I was their manager of content acquisitions. And what that means is my role at that company was I was actually the guy that went out to film festivals or I was the guy that called filmmakers on the phone and I was asking whether or not these filmmakers would like to sell us their movies. And I want you to just get an idea of how challenging this is from my perspective. Most of the time, feature filmmaking, most feature filmmakers, otherwise why would you make movies? Most feature filmmakers think that making a movie is all that they have to do. I made a movie, please give me a million dollars. That's pretty much what you're thinking. Um, I know that you want to pretend otherwise, but as soon as you make a movie, you're like, who's going to send me the million dollar check? And as much as I'd love to tell you that it works that way, it, it frankly doesn't. Um, and the way that we worked in the office, just so you have an idea of how distributors work, um, for us, every Monday and Wednesday, we had an evening acquisitions meeting where we reviewed as a team which movies we thought about picking up. And so do you know what the big question was that we always asked ourselves? What is the social media footprint? Is the filmmaker actively promoting the movie? Does the filmmaker have an email list? Those are three questions. What's the social media footprint? Is the, Number two, is the filmmaker actively promoting the movie? And number three, does the filmmaker have an email list? Now, the reasons that we ask these questions should be pretty simple to you, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. The truth is, distributors, 
despite what you otherwise might hope or believe, distributors do not want to take risks on bad movies. And a bad movie is a movie that's uh, produced by any filmmaker who isn't actively doing the work. It's a bit of a paradox, right? And what we found in the process was very troubling. Most filmmakers fail. They fail to figure out who their target audience is. Most filmmakers fail to create buzz and social media engagements. Most filmmakers fail to create an email mailing list. And as a result, these fatigued filmmakers are willing to simply give up their movie for a pat on the back and mere validation that someone cares. My distributor got me on the iTunes. Well, yippee. But what we found was this. Even when your movie gets into iTunes or any other popular marketplace, there is no guarantee that your movie will make any money. In most situations, your movie probably won't make money unless you have an audience in the first place. Then making sales of your movie is, you know, without an audience, making sales of your movie is a lot tougher. Um, And this makes it really hard for the distributor too. They don't have much to work with. And when your movie fails, you know, a distributor comes along and they're kind enough to pick up your movie even though they know it's a huge risk and they probably won't be able to move a whole lot of units, but they're going to take it on anyway because they absolutely love your filmmaking. And then you come to find out that because they don't have a gazillion dollars to spend, you know, because most distributors aren't Warner Brothers, they don't have a gazillion dollars to spend um, for a global ad campaign to get butts in the seats. And when the movie fails or it doesn't make as much money as you hope, you're going to start blaming the distributors. My movie's on iTunes and I haven't seen a dime. Well, I get that. I understand it both as a filmmaker and a distributor because I've been there. I've been on both sides of the table. Um, I got the souvenir. And (laughs) so the real question to you is, how do filmmakers source and exponentially grow their audiences without some sort of studio-level marketing budget? And it's a good question. It's the same question that every distributor and every filmmaker should be asking themselves. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a major challenge. And it's the same problem that we were, we were trying to solve when we were at Chill. And I'll tell you what, we got pretty close. Um, I spoke about it in a previous podcast, but there was a movie called Camp Dakota, right? And at Chill, the, the way that Camp Dakota came about is we realized very quickly that getting movies onto various platforms did very little, right? Audiences are scattered. Um, the advertising expenses required to release an unknown movie does, in fact, require a lot of money or time. In most cases, by the time the filmmaker is ready to sell their movie, they're out of time. So the question was, how do we get in early enough with the filmmaker to actually create value beyond just putting a movie into the marketplace? And what we did was, we created a platform called Insider Access. And I want you to picture an exclusive password-protected blog. And in order to gain access, the visitor would have to hand over their name and email address. Anyway, we got involved in this movie called Camp Dakota. And from day one at the table read, the filmmakers started posting behind the scenes exclusive contents, pictures, photos, videos. Um, Pictures and photos are the same thing. But I, I think you get where I'm coming from. And what we found out and what happened was awesome. Um, And at the time, it was an anomaly. Now it's become and is becoming more and more the practice. But without a single penny spent on advertisements, Camp Dakota 
garnered over 80,000 registered emails within the first week. Pretty cool, right? Um, and how was that possible? Well, it, it was possible in sort of like a way that Hollywood's been working forever. Instead of going after A-list or B-list talent, the filmmakers cast three, 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 three very, very popular and these YouTubers had a combined reach in the millions. Uh, we can call this social reach. And once the cameras started rolling, the YouTubers started talking on their YouTube channels, right? Hey, we're making a movie. Uh, come check it out at this website. Click the link below to check it out. And bang, bingo. You know, all these people started just flooding and they started like getting behind the scenes exclusive content because they wanted to be part of a movement. And if you're listening to this, you know, you might be thinking something like, that's great, Jason, but people watch YouTube for free, and I want people to actually buy my movie. And we had the same concerns. So a few weeks into the experience, we decided to create a store and start selling movie merchandise. And you know what? We were very much, very pleasantly surprised. Can you imagine selling merchandise for a movie that is still in production? An independent film that you haven't heard of. An independent film that is frankly not Star Wars and people are buying the t-shirt. That's unprecedented. And here we were. This was solid proof that you could source an audience if you cast the correct people. And if you cast the correct people, you could move merchandise. Now you don't... What I'm telling you here, if you really think about it, it's no different than what the studio system's been doing forever. Why did they put Tom Cruise in a movie? They put Tom Cruise in a movie because it's an upfront investment that's going to help them out with the marketing later. It's going to help get butts in the seats. And it's the same reason why you would cast any star in a movie. That's why you, you cast stars to begin with. Because it really helps you out. It helps you mitigate risk. It helps you sell more units of your movie later. So sometimes the upfront investment makes a lot of sense because you need that, right? And a lot of filmmakers totally ignore that. But here's the deal. You do not have to hire Tom Cruise to act in your movie. You just need to hire people with a strong social following. Then you just got to get everybody to agree to do what comes naturally. Share the love. Now keep this in mind as you push forward because this is good stuff. These are great tactics. Um, one of the things that I did recently was I represented a filmmaker at the American film market. We had a movie called Man Up. Um, and Man Up, once again, had a couple YouTubers in it. Um, and we were able to get a lot of buzz because, you know, I, I'd worked on Camp Dakota and I was obviously leveraging that fact. Um, and I got a lot of meetings with people at the American film market. Um, and we eventually, you know, got the movie picked up by Lakeshore Entertainment with their new division called Off the Dock. And that was coupled with another company called Super Gravity, um, incidentally run by uh, one of the former executive producers of Camp Dakota. You see where I'm going with this stuff. It's pretty popular these days um, in gaining popularity that if you cast popular people, it can really help you mitigate risk and increase the potential for reward. Now, some of you listening to this podcast are probably thinking like, wow, I haven't even made a short film yet. I don't even know about this stuff. And this is what I'm telling you. Like, for whatever reason, they don't teach this stuff in film school, so I'm teaching it to you now. And one of the, one of the um, resources that I highly recommend you grab a hold of is my Sell Your Movie system. It's, it's pretty much my flagship product. I've been working in movie marketing and film distribution for the better half of my career. And 
um, you can visit that at howtosellyourmovie.com. Why would it be important right now to study this stuff before you even made a movie? Well, it should be evident. But once you figure out how to get an audience and how to get people interested in your movie, then you have power and you can write your own ticket. So again, check out the resource at howtosellyourmovie.com. Um, it'll explain everything over there. I don't have to do that right now. But um, I just want you to know that it's so awesome, the time that we're living in right now to make movies. The fact that you can create a movie studio, that you can go out, that you can take action, that you can make thing hap things happen. I'm so excited for you. Um, this has been another Filmmaking Stuff podcast. I'm Jason Brubaker of FilmmakingStuff.com. Always feel free to drop me a line, Jason at Filmmaking Stuff. And as always, take action and make your movie now.